All right, Pages Nation. I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. I hope Santa brought you the presents that you want. I hope you spent some time with your loved ones and your family and friends. And shout out to those that work on Christmas. The world keeps spinning. Places are still open. So I give a lot of the credit to those that work on the holidays. As you can tell with my voice, can you hear my voice right now? It's been a long weekend of yelling and screaming at the television. And like I said, I I wanted to do a post-game episode and talk right away about the Cincinnati Bengals-New England Patriots game. But I wanted to wait because it's Christmas Eve and Christmas. And I wanted to wrap up this entire NFL weekend. And as you can tell, I told you December football is crazy. And you can hear it in my voice. This is going to be a tough one to get through. But guys, buckle up. Because this is going to be a jam-packed 40-minute episode. I don't want to go over it. I have a lot of topics written down. Got my got my little piece of paper with all my little notes to keep me on track. To keep this flowing for the entire time. And I appreciate all those that have listened so far to the other episodes and caught up. And you've been waiting for episode 11. Babs on the mic. Which is sponsored by K&M All-Star Sports Store located in Foxwoods Tanger Outlets. Let's get right into it. Because the reason why I don't have a voice is because of how pissed off I am at Matt Patricia. I am unbelievably mad at how Matt Patricia has handled the Kendrick Bourne situation this year. What we just saw on Christmas Eve was Kendrick Bourne versus Matt Patricia and Kendrick Bourne came out on top. Mac Jones has such a comfortability to throw to Kendrick. Throws him in triple coverage. Kendrick grabs it. And I, the, the touchdown by Kendrick Bourne in the back of the end zone. Tiptoes right inside. It's good for a touchdown. Why the fuck were we not playing Kendrick Bourne all season? And I'll tell you, I heard, I heard they just had no play calls for him. They've had no play calls for Kendrick Bourne. Just get him out there. His quarterback trusts him. Like it just, it just, it upsets me that Kendrick was in this doghouse, and I get it at the time. But why did something that happened in training camp? Put him in a doghouse for the entire season. Kendrick Bourne better be fucking out there for the next two games in a row. I want to see more Kendrick. Kendrick Bourne had proved just in that one game against the Bengals that he is your top wide receiver. I Sorry to the Jacoby Myers fans out there. Sorry to the Devontae Parker fans out there. I don't know if Nelson Aguilar has any fans out there. Kendrick Bourne is your top receiver. And you better fucking treat him like your top receiver over these next two games because you need Kendrick Bourne to come back next year. Like I'm, you know, I got people attacking me on Twitter. Babs, you need to put some some blame into Bill Belichick. He's the reason why Patricia's here. It is what it is. That's what Belichick said. McDaniels left. They didn't have any time to get a real offensive coordinator They just stuck with what they got to do, and that's what they're going to do. 
Belichick can write the ship in January next month when they get an offensive coordinator right away and they get a real playbook. But guess what? You're stuck with Patricia and you're stuck with the offense of what you have. But I'm more mad at Patricia. Like I wasn't doing this until like recently, but I'm just really upset and pissed off at Matt Patricia because of his handling of Kendrick Bourne. And I know it's from him. And I want to talk about how this offense, right? This offense looks so bad. Because guess what? If I'm going to keep hating on Patricia, I'll, I'll carry it forward. The reason why Mac Jones isn't successful is because of game script. It's the game script. You're, you're seeing a trend these last couple of weeks. 22-0, How about the Buffalo game? I think it was, what, 13-3 going into halftime? I just feel the New England Patriots, it comes with the game script. Well, Mac, this is what we're going to do for the first four drives, three drives. And it doesn't work. And he's frustrated because it's Matt Patricia's play calls. The, the, I Listen, I was disgusted, disgusted with the performance that we saw on Saturday in the first half. 22 to nothing. Mac Jones with 34 passing yards at total in the first half. Where in the first play of the game, Joe Burrow throws it to Tyler Boyd and had a 39-yard catch just in one play. And that's what Mac can get in the first half. They look so lost out there in that first half. But I just want to say this. I want to say this. You've heard me say this. Because Scott Zolak said this. And I reminded you this. This team is still fighting. They do not give up. 22 to nothing. I would say 95% of the league would just fold. They would just chalk it up. Our season's over. It's done. Who gives a shit? But again, something in that locker room, in that halftime, something is said yet again, just like the Arizona game, just like the Las Vegas game. Something was said, just like Minnesota. Maybe the New York Jets. Look at the last few games. Something is said at halftime. How about the Jets game right around Halloween? This, this team sucks in the first half, and it's really because of game script. It is Matt Patricia. And he won't be the offensive coordinator next year. But man, this team fights back. Like, I know that there were people that left the game, and I, I get it. I hear you. You're frustrated. But that was the second half was so entertaining. It makes you believe still. Like, oh, your, your heart's getting broken so many times this season. But I'll say this. I wanted to say this. Where's the Mac Jones slander this week? Hey, the Patriots lost, right? They lost 22-18. Where's the Mac Jones slander this week? Because everybody had no problem after Las Vegas to slander Mac Jones and say how bad he is and how he can't make a tackle. Where's your slander of Mac Jones? I don't see it. I don't hear it. It stopped. Finally. Did you guys wake up? You guys on something else? You got your pitchforks and you're going elsewhere now? 
Like, Mac Jones, second half, he just tried. He's just slinging it out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get lucky on a touchdown. Bat it down right into Jacoby. Jacoby Myers gets your touchdown there, but you get some luck with some defense. Defense showing up in the second half. You get the ball back and you're moving it. But again, this is me slamming my hand. I'm in a car. Again, again, again. The ball is in Mac Jones's hands. He hands it off. And it's a costly mistake where the Patriots lose. I I I understand. Well, Babs Mac has to have a better first half. I I hear you. But yet again, it's not like what we just saw with Tua where the ball's in his hands. And he's causing the losses. We'll get into that a little bit. Mac Jones isn't the one out here truly causing these losses for the New England Patriots. He's not completely innocent. I know it. But the amount of slander that he got going into this game made it seem like he is Tua. And he's the one putting the Patriots in the bad spots. It's really not him. Again, I've said it is undisciplined football. Ramadre Stevenson. Why is like I haven't heard anybody really attack Ramadre. Are you guys scared? Yeah. He's been pretty much your offensive MVP this season, but I mean this guy needs some blame. Just poke at him a little bit. Undisciplined football. He's trying to make the extra effort. And you can say, well, Babs, like, they should have should have had the whistle. Forward progress, it stopped. Why didn't they call it? He's trying to make that extra effort just go down again. Just go down. You're right there. What a dick tease these last two fucking weeks are, huh? What a dick. This is why I don't have a voice. Because I'm so upset. Because this team should currently be in the playoff picture with nine wins. They should be a nine-win team. I'm. T- they should have beat the Raiders. They should have beat Cincy. If you go back on it, they should have beat Minnesota. That's 10 wins for you, right? They could have beat Green Bay. That's 11 wins for you. They could have beat the Ravens. That's 12 wins. I did this. I put this out there. At Babs on the mic on Twitter. At Babs on the mic on Instagram. I said, here are your eight losses this season. And if you look at the eight losses, I'll give you three losses. Like, th- those are three losses. Miami week one. It was, it was hot out. They lost 20-7. to seven. I'll give you that loss. Chicago. The team was a clusterfuck with the quarterback situation. Defense just could not do a thing. They could not make a stop. I'll, I'll give that a loss. And then the Buffalo game. They just were flat the entire time. That's a loss. But you look at the other losses like Baltimore. All you needed in Baltimore was one stop on Lamar Jackson. The guy ended up having five touchdowns on you. You just needed one stop on Lamar Jackson. Pages are putting up points. Green Bay, you lose in overtime with a rookie quarterback that came off the bench. Pretty much nothing to lose in that game. But the fact of the matter is you were in overtime. That's a game that you should have had right there. Then you look again like the Minnesota game, the Las Vegas game, the Cincinnati game. Things just not going the Patriots' way. Used to be, right? 
Maybe this is us getting our comeuppance. Saying, hey, hey, like, you know, the other people that watch us. Hey, you guys always got the calls. Now how's it feel? Well, I say this. Even though, even though the Patriots lost and it was frustrating. Oh, it was a kick in the balls. It was frustrating. Let's say this. The Patriots still have a chance at getting into the playoffs. That's how wild this season is. They're seven and eight. They shouldn't even be. Like right now, I should be agreeing with some of you out there. Babs, we should be tanking for a better pick. Well, they're still in playoff hopes. They're still in playoff contention. If you're in playoff contention, people, you're going for the playoffs. You're not going for draft picks. I have been yelling at people this week about there's no difference between picks 13 and 20 when it comes to Bill Belichick. The motherfucker's going to take whoever he wants to take. Just look at Cole Strange this past, past year. Cole Strange was projected third round, and he took him in the first round. Like, I... I get you want a playmaker right away to come out there. Well, Babs, we can get a top receiver. Do you trust Belichick getting a receiver anyways? Look at Nikhil Harry, first-round pick. How'd that work out? How about all the receivers taken after him? How about Sony Michelle? I know I like him. Do you want a Super Bowl with him? But think about the picks that you could have had around him. So stop dwelling on this. Like, I, if you, I, I'm not a draft guy. I'm not. I'm a casual when it comes to it, and I admit it. But if you want to talk to me about draft picks and draft stock and the importance of we need to lose to have a higher draft pick, the only time that you will get me a, to talk about and have a conversation is if it's for a quarterback. That's it. Other than that, we're all clueless. You're gonna fall in love with stupid names, and you're gonna and and it it doesn't even matter because Belichick's gonna just take what he wants to take. That's why I view the draft. And you can obviously hear me talk about that way more once the season's over. And it's like, oh, we have the 15th overall pick. Who are we taking, right? But the path to the playoffs is still there, and that's why I have no voice. Because the Miami Dolphins, Tua, what happened? How do you throw three interceptions in the fourth quarter? I cannot believe Miami had, they were in the driver's seat. On Christmas Day, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle are unstoppable freaks. But man, something happened in that game and we just found out about it on Monday. That Tua is in concussion protocol, and they might be doubtful against the New England Patriots coming up. So the video got out there. I saw it on Twitter. I posted it on my Instagram at Babs on the Mic. Tua takes a shot. Like, he's rolling out, throws it, gets hit, goes down the back of his helmet, hits the ground. Boom. So as that happens, that was at the end of the first half. If you look at his second half stats, he's not the same guy. His yards, his yards are getting they're a lot lower per pass. He obviously threw three interceptions. It might have affected his game. And there were people live tweeting that at the time it happened, saying this doesn't look good for Tua. And now we know, you know, 24 hours later what, what actually happened. So with Miami losing. 
and the Patriots losing, you're still there. You're still there. So first off, the Patriots beat the Miami Dolphins on New Year's Day. The Patriots would have the same record. They're both 8-8. Eight and eight. The Patriots would have a better division record, 3-2 and two versus 2-3. Two and three. The Patriots would be in the driver's seat. As of right now, out of all, all the ones that are away, because, you know, on Monday Night Football, the Chargers already secured their playoff spot. There's one playoff spot open. And the Patriots sit in their own driver's seat. All they have to do is win out. They have to win the next two games, and I know it's not easy. But if the Patriots win the next two, they're in. And if you win these next two against Miami, and you win it against Buffalo in Buffalo, then you should be feeling pretty good about the Pats' chances in the wild card weekend because you're beating two playoff teams in a row. You should feel good about that. I don't fucking like you people out there who are like, Babs, I don't want to go to the wild card weekend to watch this team get blown out by 40 points. The Pats aren't going to get blown out by 40 points. Last year, the team fell apart ass backwards into the playoffs. Like, they had a playoff spot already secured essentially at their bye week. Remember, they were like, what, 9-4 and four with the one seed at one point? And they completely fell apart going into the playoffs. Just like 2019, where they were in the driver's seat and they fell off at the end. The flip side of this, you have to win to get in. There's no falling ass backwards right now. You literally have to win the next two games. There is a technicality that they can win Miami, lose Buffalo, and still make the playoffs. You have to win the next two. All it takes is two games to get momentum, to get into a groove. And this is the time they have to do it. January 1st, Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots. This is a playoff game. This is a playoff play-in game for both teams. Because Miami obviously needs to win too. Miami still has that fighting chance of getting into the playoffs. This is truly a playoff game. And I hope that Gillette Stadium is packed on Sunday. I saw it's going to be 60. Possible thunderstorms. You need to get loud. You need to get behind this team. And God damn it, this team needs to come out firing. Because I cannot stand. And I'm going to have no voice. I'm going to have no voice next Monday if this team comes out and is so lackadaisical on offense. Because guess what? The defense can only hold their own so much. Like, you know, the Chicago game where they give up 35 points. Like, I'm not going to hold that against them because the defense has been trying to keep you so much in these games that sometimes the offense just never shows and they're squeaking by. But they're going back to Tua. Looks like Tua is going to be out this Sunday. You have Teddy Bridgewater coming in. You got all these people still say, oh, you're, like, you know, I just, so much negativity right now. I want to ask you, what's the difference between a Jacoby Brissett and a Teddy Bridgewater? I kind of see them as the same quarterback. Like, I see Teddy Bridgewater in my eyes. I'm like, that's Jacoby Brissett coming in. That's the way I look at it. Very similar. I've been asking this around to certain people because I want to say it before we get on here. What's the difference? 
kind of even. I think Teddy's better. I think Jacoby's better. That's what I've gotten. Well, you just beat Jacoby Brissett earlier this season. In Cleveland. The defense held their own. I think the New England Patriots have a good shot against Teddy Bridgewater. And yes, it sucks. I get it. People are so soft. Oh, Babs, you you celebrating injuries. And no, you don't fucking listen to what I say. You don't fucking see what I'm doing, right? I want Tua this Sunday. I want Tua because Tua's undefeated against the Patriots. It'd be no better feeling than this fucking team at 7-8 and eight beating a beating Tua and finally getting their win. Mac Jones finally getting his win over Tua and kicking this Miami team out of the playoffs. I want that. And I hope Tua clears concussion protocol. I want him out there. But a win is a win, and I'll take whatever win you can. You got to do that right now. It's desperate times. and desperate times, desperate measures, you got to get into the playoffs because I want postseason football. It, it means something. Another game experience for these guys. Another game to try to figure this out. Even if they lose wild card weekend, another game for Mac Jones to look at it and get motivated in the offseason. I don't want to fucking lose in the wild card weekend anymore. I want to fucking win. That's what I want. I want this for Mac Jones' sake. It seems like most people just want Mac Jones out of here in the, in the second year. I want Mac Jones to make it for his second year into the playoffs to get another game experience to hopefully build off of that. I want them to do this so pe- so other players that are free agents are like, wow, that team wasn't that good this year. But man, they clawed and they made it to the playoffs. Imagine what they will be like when they get a legitimate offensive coordinator. Imagine what they would be like if they had my talent on that team. That's what I want to see out of the free agents this upcoming year. Or players that possibly get traded to New England. It means something, guys. Now, if they lose to Miami on Sunday, I'll change my tune. The season's over. It is, it's over. It, it's over, they lose. That's it. It's done. We'll talk about that if that time comes. And I don't want that time to come. I want us to keep going. I want to keep doing this, right? So, path to the playoffs. Patriots win the next two. That's it. Simple put. You're right in there. And I'll tell you this, you know all these people saying, well, if you play Kansas City, you know, you're going to get blown out. I, I don't think Kansas City's that good. They, Kansas City went to overtime against the Houston Texans. People, they're not the same Kansas City team. They are not the same Kansas City team. The Patriots can hold their own against Kansas City. And guess what? I said, you have to win two to get in. That one of those games is Buffalo. And if you beat Buffalo and Kansas City wins their next two, you're playing Buffalo again wild card weekend. So you should already feel confident like, all right, well, we actually have a shot because we just fucking beat them the week before to get into the playoffs. So just remember this. There's a lot of negativity. Just people see a name and they just like, oh, yeah, you're going to lose. No. This is December football into January football. Anything is possible. Now, I do want to talk about another path to the playoff, and it's the Las Vegas Raiders. 
because I was rooting. This has been wild. I like this position of the Patriots, right? I was just saying to somebody like, it feels so weird that usually by now the Pats are already locked into a playoff spot. You're not worrying about anything. I'm just worrying about my schedule in January. When am I going to be available to watch this game and that game? Right now you're rooting for other teams. You're watching other games. Like my eyeballs are on so many games right now. Got a roof for the Colts. Monday Night Football. Got a roof for the Steelers. Got a roof for the Packers. I I like it because I like football. So it really makes you pay attention to what's going on there. Makes these games really fun to watch. And Christmas Eve night, it was the Raiders at Steelers. And this is why I said why head-to-head is so important. You shouldn't even been in the spot. You should have beat Raiders last week. But you own the head, head-to-head over the Steelers. Steelers win. What's going to happen with Derek Carr? What is going to happen? Now, the Raiders, for the Pats of the playoffs, they still have a shot. They have to beat San Francisco. They need uh, the Patriots to win this week. The Patriots to lose next week. And they need the Titans to win this game. They need the Titans to lose this. They need a lot to happen their way. They'll probably lose to San Francisco. Let's face it. What's going on with Derek Carr? If they cut Derek Carr, I believe at a certain time frame, it's right after the Super Bowl, they only owe him $5 million. See you later. I have this strange feeling that they're going to cut Carr and they're going to make a run at Tom Brady. I have that feeling. It's already coming out about Las Vegas. Um, you know, possibly moving on from Carr. It's already coming out that Rob Gronkowski is considering to come out of retirement. Las Vegas is tax-free. It's the Josh McDaniels system. Hell, Jared Stidham's a free agent. Just sign him right back to be the backup to Brady because he knows the system and can practice it with Tom in all the practices with the players. You already have Devontae Adams and Renfro and Waller signed up. You can keep Josh Jacobs there now on a cheaper deal. There's a possibility that this might all fall into place for Tom Brady to Las Vegas. I got that feeling. And now looking at Miami as well, too. If they move on from Tua, they can make that run now at Tom Brady as well. And that and that team offensively is set for Tom. But it's funny because I do want to bring this up and carry this forward, right? The Tampa Bay Bucks. How awful they've been this season. They legitimately... When next week against Carolina, they're 8-8, eight and eight, and they will have secured the NFC South. And what I think is so funny about that is that week 18, Tom Brady could rest. And all that offense, they're all going to rest. You know it. They ain't going to play the last game of the season if they secure the South. And that Bucks team is going to be 8-9 and nine most likely going into their round one matchup with a home game against the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that a lot of Brady's issues this year, whether it's been personal and distractions, has also been coaching. Just like I talked about this probably 20 minutes ago, the game script. And the game script for Tom Brady has been awful as well. I don't feel bad for Tom this year because Tom put himself in this spot. He bullied them around. He wanted... Arians out of there. He puts bowls in there. He thinks everything's going to magically work. I mean, it kind of does because he's about to win the NFC South. He's about to go to the playoffs again. But I like, as, as a fan of Tom Brady, 
I do want to see a little success down this trip. I don't want to see old man Brady fall down, fall ass backwards and struggle. I want to see at least him next week. Hey, this is the NFC South matchup championship here for the division. Let's get this rest for a week and then have a really great game against Dallas and beat Dallas. I want to see, I do want to see the Bucs at least beat Dallas because that'd be a great story. That'd be a great story, not only for Brady to keep moving on, but for the Dallas Cowboys to fall to possibly an 8-9 Bucks team. The entire thing, what I'm trying to put here is, if Brady goes on a little run here, just keep out the eyes of where Brady could go because he's going to draw interest. And I want to tie this in with the New England Patriots. People, you take San Francisco, you take Las Vegas, you take the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots and you're Tom Brady, which destination is the most appealing? Answer that right now. 54321, answer that. I just named you four teams. Which one is the most appealing for Tom? Because I'm going to say New England's probably the least appealing. It's the head coach you butt heads with. You don't have the offense the way you probably want it. Don't even have an offensive coordinator there. It's got to be the other three teams that Tom Brady is going to be looking at this this off season. Also, you don't have time to wait for Brady. He's not making a decision until March. I'm sure he'll have decisions made behind closed doors. Once the Patriot season's over, guys, it's right to work. It's going out and getting an offensive coordinator. It's going out and getting a real playbook. It's going to give it to Mac. Yeah, take your little vacation afterwards, Mac. And then you're back to the grind. Get ready for year three. The Patriots have to really take this serious in the offseason in terms of turning the clock forward to 2023 and getting right back to work. My light went out. That means I. that's the... uh, that's a 30-minute mark. See, I told you I want to keep this to 40 minutes, right? All right. I'm going to do uh, uh, one more topic, and then we're going to go to questions because the questions will obviously become rants, I'm sure. And those questions, I appreciate those that wrote it out uh, back on Christmas Eve. I've saved them. I want to talk about Jerry Edmond and do a quick update. I could not believe that Jerry was sitting next to Robert Kraft the entire game. That made me happy. When I saw him on TV, I screamed, Jerry! I, couldn't, I could not believe that. Um, and I know he was so overwhelmed this week. And I'm sure there's still more things that are trickling out. And I hope he enjoys every single moment that happens. Um, the internet's funny because SportsCenter and e- or ESPN posted the video of Jerry next to Robert Kraft. And Jerry's on his phone. And if you want to watch my interview with Jerry, we talked about this. I'll just sum it up. And uh, people are ragging on Jerry like, you're next to a billionaire owner. You should be talking to him at all times and, and picking his brain. And I mentioned that to Jerry. And J- Jerry's just like, I was on the phone with my goddaughter. Like, she's blowing my phone up and I'm just texting her like how everything's going. And like, Jerry don't care. Jerry does. Jerry ignores the noise, right? And um, he mentioned how, the, I was like, what's the coolest thing that happened? Other than obviously being in the suite. You got to FaceTime Jay-Z. Jay-Z. That was awesome. It was awesome to, and and again, I said this to Jerry on a live. I've texted this to him and I'll say this on this platform as well. I could not be more appreciative of Jerry because 
I found this story. I posted. It went viral because of you people to keep sharing it and putting it out there. And then once it got wrapped up and he had his day, people were clamoring. They want to see what's the first post Jerry's going to do. Because Jerry doesn't tweet. He doesn't post Instagram. He, he thanked me right away. It was the first one he thanked. And I, and, and I saw that I just, like my heart just, it just, it just melted. And like, I was so, like, so, um, I, I could, like words can't pre- show the appreciation that I am for Jerry and how that bounced back that way. It was, uh, it was awesome. And like I said, Jerry and I will be seeing each other down the road. There'll be more of a follow-up to this. We're going to go to a Boston sports game. If the Patriots make the playoffs, I think me and Jerry might go to a playoff game. And if they don't, We'll go to a Boston Celtics game. I I can't wait to meet Jerry in person and show him the fun time that I have at these games when I go out there. I know some of you have gone to games with me or seen the tailgates and this and that. I will make sure Jerry has the most amazing time out there. Um, and I could not be happier of how the entire situation um, panned out in favor for Jerry, except the fact that the Patriots lost. <laughs> like, like, I was like... This guy is going to see the Christmas miracle. And now he's 0-2 at Patriots games this year. So I hope he goes Sunday, though. We gotta, he's got to get third times a charm, right? All right, let me pull out the questions. Where are they? Here they are. Questions. I can't, my voice, I'm, I apologize for my voice. It's the NFL. This is what it is. All right. Martimus stop prime. Realistically, Bob is not our answer. Who else would be our offensive coordinator? Cliff Kingsbury's back on that radar. I watched Cliff Kingsbury in that game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's going to get fired. Cliff. I watched that and I'm like watching his face. He looks rattled. I don't know. There's something about looking at him. Maybe because he's the head coach. But he doesn't look like cool under pressure. I just, I don't know. It's something about that. But maybe being an offensive coordinator under Bill Belichick, you're kind of kept into a certain role. Maybe that would be better for Cliff. But I think at this point, all the reports are pointing to Bill O'Brien. We've been talking about it, talking about it. And the Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide, they'll have their bowl game on New Year's Eve. Right after that bowl game's over, I think we'll find out truly if Bill O'Brien is going to be committed to coming to the New England Patriots. But in the meantime, don't forget there's going to be job openings all around. Maybe Bill O'Brien goes to the Indianapolis Colts. You got to think about that. Can Bill O'Brien just go right into a head coaching gig? What does Bill O'Brien want to do? He's going to have options. And I think we might not. And I said the first thing the Patriots have to do is get an offensive coordinator, 100%. But it might not happen right away. It should happen in the month of January once the season's over. But it might take a little bit more time. But obviously the picture gets a little bit clearer towards the end of the month. Teams that have job openings want to get a head coach in there pretty quickly. And some coordinators tend to commit. Even if their team's still in the playoffs, they tend to commit to to teams once it's over. It's going to be an interesting January when it comes down to coaching, right? This is what I like about the Patriots, guys. You're paying attention to all new things that you never thought you had to worry about, huh? That's what I like. Uh, Rob Cuba. This season doesn't count because there was no offensive coordinator. Thank you. The season counts, but it doesn't count towards Mac Jones and the slander that he was getting about his stats and the hissy fits and all that. No. 
Like, I don't think Mac Jones threw any, like, real hissy fits in Cincinnati, right? I didn't see anything come out there. Oh, but Babs, he made a dirty tackle. Guy probably had no idea who had the ball. At least he's trying to make some sort of effort. Like, I feel like people in the Boston media are just trying to find the smallest things to nitpick on Mac Jones just to create the story. And I know that because that's what I do. That's what I do. I find the little things to nitpick and change my narratives, right? Oh, Trent Brown liked this Instagram post. Let me put this out there, <laughs> right? That's what the people are trying to do with Mac Jones to try to try to create this narrative for their agenda. Oh, we can get this right at the last four minutes. I just lost my notes. Come back to me. Uh, Brooked underscore and underscore busy. Brooked and busy. Thoughts on what Mr. Kraft is thinking right now? Great question. I asked this to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, when you're in the suite, when it's 22 nothing at halftime, what was the mood like? Jerry's humble enough not to give me that answer, right? He wouldn't say it. He just said, oh, just, uh, you know, it's quiet. That's it, quiet. So that's what Mr. Kraft is feeling right now. He's thinking nothing. He's just quiet. He's just sitting there going through the motions and just watching. But I'm sure, just like I am doing this and staying optimistic, I'm sure Robert Kraft is staying a little optimistic as well. Let's finish this season. And I think that we've seen this team fights. Like, I think Robert Kraft would be thinking differently if they lost 35-3. to But his team isn't getting blown out completely. They're hanging in these games. And I think he knows the same way I know it. You take five of those losses that I talked about earlier, change it around, and this is a 9-10 to win team. I think Kraft's giving Bill, Bill Belichick at least the benefit of the doubt there. But I know the, the, the main thing is offensive coordinator. I, we're gonna ha- and we're hammering that. Non-stop. Uh, let's see. Right here. VD 24 underscore. Why do you think it takes the Pats so long to wake up? The last three games have been slow starts. And we said this. It's the game script. And that's why Matt gets frustrated. He looks over and shakes his head. Why the fuck are we calling this screen pass on your game script on the second drive when we're down 3-0 or 7-0 or field position, whatever it might be? There's got to be something there that they, nope, we stick with this game script, Matt. This is what we're doing. I blame Matt Patricia for the slow starts. But what about that Minnesota game? They were down 7-0 right away. Then, boom, you get down 7-7. There's a lot more to it that we'll, we'll find out over the months, I feel like. Joey underscore Hanlon 10. Do you think the Pats will still make the playoffs? And I think they have a really good shot. You beat Miami at home. It's not easy. Nothing's easy. This team doesn't lend. They're not laying down yet. And they know they still have a shot. You beat Miami at home. You have some momentum going into Buffalo. Maybe Kansas City loses to Denver. Let Russ cook, baby. And if that happens, maybe the Bills beat Cincinnati. And if all that happens right there, maybe the Buffalo Bills sit players week 18. And Babs, we have another back-to-back weeks. Imagine that. No Tua on Sunday. Pats win. And the Buffalo Bills bench all their starters week 18. And that's how you fall. That's how you fall ass backwards into the playoffs, by the way. But that's a possibility. I believe until the very end, until they say there's 0% chance they're eliminated. I still believe. How many times have we seen Boston sports comebacks, people? Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, 
Super Bowl 51. You got to keep believing. And uh, I've hit the 40-minute mark. So, of course, this is what happens. So I'm going to end it with uh, a couple more. I'm going to fly through this. Boston underscore Warrior 05. Do the Patriots try to make the playoff push or do they tank for a better pick? I don't like this question. You go for the playoffs. You go for the playoffs. Taylor underscore fly. I appreciate you always listening. Why no whistle for Stevenson's forward progress being stopped before the fumble? Patriots have had no luck with refs this year. They've had a few calls go their way, but more times than not, they're not going your way. It is frustrating. I will say the Patriots have had more luck with refs than they had. Uh, you know, in the past, they've had better luck. It is what it is. But maybe the fortune changes this upcoming Sunday. And last but not least, see coming 17 also. They need to fire Patricia and just let Mac Jones run the offense by himself. And I agree. Just let the kid run his own offense. That's what it feels like in the second half of these games. It feels like Mac's running the offense and Mac's calling and doing all the play calls. This is Babs on the Mic, episode 11, that was brought to you by K&M All-Star Sports Store, located at Foxwoods Tanger Outlets. I appreciate you guys. Hopefully next time I have a better voice. I need to rest my voice over the next couple days. And we'll be back later this week as more information trickles going in to the big playoff play-in game. A new year, new season. No matter what happened this season, it does not matter on January 1st, everything is in the past. The Patriots win. They are in the playoffs at that moment as the seventh seed. Then you move on to the next week. One week at a time, guys. Don't think about Buffalo yet. Think about Miami. How are we going to win on Sunday? And let's get that win and get the win and feel good about it. Babs out. Take care. Ride the wave.